0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 775 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Michael Egan, his company Global Roofing and Contracting. Mike, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, appreciate you having me here.
0: Yeah. yeah well, hey, thanks for the peace of mind. I, I love the fact that your website has that on there because that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. I, I've been there uh, years ago. Uh, there was this uh, a little storm called Irma that um, <laughs> kind of stripped away our peace of mind and our roof.
1: <laughs> you and a lot of other people. Yes.
0: <laughs> so uh, thank God yeah, your, your company is around. So let's start there, Mike. Uh, global roofing and contracting. Fill us in.
1: Well, I started the company in 2004. Uh, I had been in the roofing business for a while, um, and I was working for another contractor, and uh, I started uh, doing work in 04 uh, over on the other coast that year. I don't know if people remember, but there was a series of four hurricanes that hit in 2004, and then Wilma hit again in 2005, and so I broke off from the company I was working for with a, a buddy of mine from grad school, and we started our own Company and we spent uh, know, four or five years, uh, you know, doing a lot of work over there. Um, but uh, after that happened, a lot of the work that would have traditionally gotten done uh, got chewed up, and we decided to move over to the southwest uh, part of Florida and open an office over there. That was about 2000, I would say, uh, 10 2011. Uh, we opened an office down in Naples. Which is our primary uh, office right now. We still do a little bit of work on the East Coast as well, but that's kind of how we get started uh, in the business. I had, yeah. my background was I had been a, a roofing supply rep for five years, and then I got coaxed into going to work for one of my uh, clients as a as a contractor, and that's kind of my introduction into the business.
0: Yeah, wow. good for you. And was. Like as a kid, did you ever see yourself like up on a roof or uh, yeah? What was, what was that journey like?
1: <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. My dad said I was the least handy person he would ever seen in his life. Uh, so, I mean growing up, the last thing I ever thought I would do was being in the building products business. But uh, I had worked in corporate America for a while um, when I got out of graduate school uh, and I just didn't like the freedom that it allowed. I didn't. I just wanted to do something outside where I could be in charge of my own schedule. And a buddy of mine, this, I was in Texas at the time, had been working for a roofing manufacturer and uh, there was an opening in a distributor that needed an outside salesman. He really enjoyed the business and said, hey, this is a good fit for you. And uh, I decided to make the jump and that's kind of how I got into the, the building products industry and then uh, and got my background. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: just never know what life has in store for us, right? You don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So how about when it comes to myths, misconceptions in, a, in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to?
1: Well, I think one of the principal topics right now, uh, there's been a lot of changes uh, with insurance uh, insurance companies and uh, with roofing contractors. There's been two sections, one in 2021 and then this last year, where they've made a lot of changes uh, to the market uh, and to the existing laws. One of the main... Uh, questions I've been getting from customers right now, uh, almost weekly, is they're getting a note or a letter or a call from their insurance company saying that they need to replace their roof because it's past a certain age, and if they don't Mm -hmm. replace it, they're going to lose their coverage. The most recent uh, Florida session changed that law. You can now get a qualified contractor or a building inspector to come out, examine the roof, and if they determine, and they can write it up, that the roof has at least five... Years worth of lifespan left, they can you can send that into the insurance company and they can't drop you. So that's a very important piece of information that a lot of people don't have. There's been changes to the deductibles as well. It used to be you just had you had a two percent minimum two percent deductible for the for uh, an insurance hurricane claim, but now that's going to be uh, I think that's going to be uh, applied to any type of roof claim. And one of the reasons that is is they're trying to get some fraudulent claims down because the state of Florida uh, has more uh, claims against roofs than just about any state in the the United States right now, and it's driving insurance rates uh, high. As a lot of us know, a lot of us have lost our our carrier. Some went out of business, and I'm one of those people too. So uh, the laws that were passed in the last two sessions are aimed at trying to uh, bring solvency to some of the uh, insurance carriers and tie some of them to come back in and to to help homeowners. And we'll see if the laws uh, will work or not. I, I'm skeptical on some of them, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's good to hear. There's there's something is is working. I just uh, actually finished a podcast with Blake Chapman of uh, Chapman of um, State Insurance uh, USA, and we were talking about you know the situation, what's going on here, and. The state of Florida, and and um, I mean it's it's challenging to say the least. So it's it's good to hear at least our legislators. Not that you want government necessarily to get that involved in your business, but um, you know, I, I guess guess there were some opportunists maybe that creeped into the market. Uh, well, I hate to say
1: this, some of those my business. Uh, what happened after What happens after these big storms? You get a lot of companies come in, and that's fine because there's a there's a lot of need for business, but. Yeah. The main culprit is they've hired, they hire all, I mean, some of these companies hire two, three hundred salespeople, and they send them out to knock on doors, and it's great to solicit business, but, but they're soliciting business on roofs that really aren't damaged, and if the people yeah. get denied, then they're suing the insurance company, and it's, it's, and that's what's driving insurance rates up, Yeah. and so we got to, uh, some of these new laws are aimed at curtailing some of those practices.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that's good to hear. Well, thanks for
0: sharing that. How about when you, you turn the lights off at the office and you go out and have some fun, what are you doing?
1: Well, I don't know if I'm the most exciting person in the world. I, I, I don't. But I, physical fitness, I mean, I, I, have, I can't do my job unless I'm in you know, reasonably decent shape. So I spend a lot of time uh, uh, either running or going into CrossFit or swimming. I, I, just, uh, I feel better or my mind's more acute if I do that. And I try to get out of, uh, when I, especially in the summertime, I just got back from, a two-week vacation in Europe. I try to at least every year go somewhere that I haven't been before. I'm kind of a history buff, so if I can go someplace where there's some history and I can get yeah. some exercise in, uh, I think travel's good for the soul and good for the mind, and it makes you appreciate what we have here too.
0: Yeah. All right. So perfect timing. My, my wife and I are talking about making the leap to Europe next year. Where did you go, or where where would you recommend?
1: Well, I, I went to. I spent two weeks in the uh, in Greece. Uh, I had ah. I had visited there many years ago, 28 years ago, with about six or seven buddies of mine, and we had a great time, and I thought, man, I'm going to come back every year, and Mm. 28 years later, I hadn't made it back, so uh, my girlfriend and I went, and so much has changed, uh, and yet so much is the same. I mean, the hospitality, the food, the culture, the history, it's just really amazing. When I went 28 years ago, my group, we were about the only Americans that I saw. Nobody spoke English in Greece. And it wasn't nearly as commercialized. I went back this time, it was hardly recognizable. I mean, there were Americans everywhere. Everybody spoke English. It was a lot more expensive, but uh, depending on where you go, Uh, Mykonos is extremely expensive, one of the islands. But um, the views and the food and the culture uh, was was every bit as memorable as it was the first time. And uh, if if you can get to Greece once in your life, uh, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, There's just really... I, I've done a lot of traveling. I, I don't know any place, I, I can't think of any place like it. It's very unique. Yeah. So I would highly encourage you. If you can get down there, it's a, it's a fantastic place. Okay. It's on the list. That's good. Every you, weekend. You, we, you, won't, you uh, won't be disappointed.
0: There are lists, So I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, how about when it comes to uh, life challenge, hardship? Mike, what comes to mind a period of time you were challenged, you got through it? Looking back, you can say, because of that, I'm better for it, I'm stronger.
1: Well, it's funny because when I said earlier in your podcast that when we start, my buddy and I started our business in '04, uh, when all those hurricanes hit, there was so much demand from the suppliers, and because we were a new company, no one would give us credit, store credit, and we had made the commitment to set up our company, and we had guys coming to work for us, and no suppliers would sell us. So we kind of found a niche. In the market at the time, we had had a lot of experience doing wood shakes in other parts of the country, and nobody seemed to be going after those. So I called a friend of mine who worked for a shake manufacturer out of Canada and said, listen, nobody will sell us tile or shingles. Yeah. We're going to try to sell wood. What can we do? And we, he knew a, a trucker who had a big lot down in West Palm Beach, and they brought all these shakes down from British Columbia. We started our own supply yard. And I had a good relationship with him. The trucker would deliver our all of our shakes, and we went to Home Depot and bought the metal and underlayment because no one else would sell us, and we kind of started our own supplier. We didn't know what the heck we were doing, to be honest with you. We didn't know if it was going to work or not, and it turned out that we kind of cornered the market. Nobody else could get wood or yeah. wanted to bring it in, and we did extremely well, and after about a year and a half, people started calling us, hey, we want you to buy over here, and kind of changed the tune. But I mean, if I had known going in uh, what we had to overcome during that, I probably would have never done it. I was a lot younger and stupid at the time. So I just, we, we just made it work. And I think the the thing that I learned is that you can't let obstacles deter you from your ambition or your dreams. You just got to find a way to work the problem.
0: Well, you know, and, and it sounds like for you, it was all about action. I mean, you, you could have just like, and petrified you and your partner, and and go, Oh my goodness, you know, there's no way this is going to be successful, we should just close up shop. But you, you, you took action, so you know, it's funny you brought up the cedar shakes, um, and the and the cedar was it cedar shingle roofs? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we come from Pennsylvania and those roofs were everywhere and they're gorgeous looking. And then we come to Florida, uh, I've never seen one now, I haven't really really been looking so probably you know what what happens you know it's the red car theory right we talk about a red car today i've never seen a red car and then i go outside and there's 20 of them to pass by (laughs) me but um so you're still doing the Cedar roofs, and, and Well, we don't do a
1: lot of anymore. There's still some on the east side of the – that's probably most of the business that we do on the east side is people call us yeah. for Cedar work. But you'll see them in certain communities on golf courses or whatever, and there's very yeah. few contractors that do that kind of work anymore. And we have – one of my crews is just exceptional with doing shakes, so we still get called for that. One of the reasons that you don't see a lot of it down here anymore is because the highly humid weather and the salt and everything, that yeah. that the, the, they just don't last very well you have to use treated shakes now if you don't use treated shakes they just deteriorate they fall apart but like you said from from pencil they're beautiful when they're put on they they really are and you have to have like a whole community of it if you just have like one house with cedar and everybody it doesn't look right but if you have a whole community with wood it just has i don't think there's anything that is rich or majestic looking as a cedar shake roof yeah yeah that's that's
0: funny so, one thing you wish our listeners knew about global roofing and contracting, what would that be?
1: I would say that we're kind of a boutique company. Um, uh, we just have a different business strategy. There's a lot of big companies that are, uh, you know, that you hear about, and there's a lot of them that came in. And I and I guess I'm more of a micromanager. So uh, when you get a big company, you don't know who the salesman's going to be. You don't know what crew you're going to get. And that totally varies in quality. All the guys that have worked for me, that the my crew chief who manages all, he's been with me for 18 years. A lot of the guys that work for me have been with me, but just almost unheard of. So when when people contract with us, I tell them, you know exactly who's going to come out and install your roof. And I only have three guys that sell. I sell full time too. So all of my guys are extremely uh, competent. They've been in the, the 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 business for a long time. They know how to. Estimate they know how to work with the insurance companies uh, when needed, um, and they give great customer service. If there's ever a problem, we don't have many, but if you know when there's construction, there can always be something. My guys, you know, they get back to the people right away, and we fix the problem immediately. Where I, I think the advantage for, the disadvantage of bigger businesses is, is you just don't get that personalized customer service. Our goal isn't to do a thousand roofs a year, some guys do that, good, good on them. We we yeah. want to do a certain amount of roofs a year and just take care of our people. Um, uh, we're going to do it right. We may not be the cheapest person because you're going to get good laborers. And we pay our guys well, and that's why they stick around. It's kind of a family atmosphere, and yeah. and um, and that's why we don't have any problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different model, and uh, one that can be very, very successful for both. Yeah. yeah customer and the business. Well, it's just a lot yeah. less stress
1: on me, too. I don't like problems, and, you know, if, you, if you're going to run, you know, 50 sales guys and do X amount of business, it's a lot more headaches, and I just, that's not something I'm, I'm interested in. Yeah.
0: Well, I know what our listeners might be interested in, and that's uh, getting in touch, learning more. What's the best way for them to do so?
1: Well, they can go to our website, which is goglobalroofing.com, or they can, uh, you know, our phone, phone number is 844 611 zero seven four five or our local number is two three nine six five three nine seven oh three
0: super well mike it's been a pleasure thanks for sharing that important information and uh, we wish you guys the best going forward there
1: well Charlie i really appreciate you having us on